Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley. Each week, I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon preparation, and they'll share with us a few things that we didn't hear from the sermon on Sunday. Thanks for listening. Good morning, everybody. Hi, Joey, what zone are you in right now? Oh, man. Well, I think I'd normally be uh, in a green zone, but right now I'm feeling a little more yellow. Little, uh, I did a five-hour straight-through push of sermon prep this morning already, just research and reading and thinking. And so I think I used up all of my brain cells for the day. Okay. All right. Well, I'm yep. sure that we like your yellow zone will still be brilliant. So um, yeah. and for people who don't know we'll what we're see. talking about, we spent time the last you know few weeks, I feel like in staff, just talking about working in your times or your color zones of green zone is like your most efficient time. Yellow is... Um, what, how would you describe yellow? It's average. Like it's average. Nothing's you know. great. Nothing's terrible. Red zone is like those hours during your day where you hit your slump and you're, you're a little wiped. less sluggish. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so. like we, we all go through energy patterns in the day of high energy, low energy, middling energy. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Finding well, out some people have their energy in the middle of the night and others don't. I know. Yeah. Well, that was surprising. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get started. Let's dive in. Joey, why don't you give us a recap from your sermon on Sunday? Sure. No problem. Okay. So quick recap. Last Sunday, we were in Galatians 5, 7 through 12. It is a sharp, tight paragraph of in almost invective against these uh, false teachers. I guess Paul is basically saying to the Galatian believers, hey, you were on the right path. What happened? Somebody cut in on you. That didn't come from God. That came from these other guys. Stop, you know, stop listening to them. If you're willing to listen to them, how far wrong are you willing to go before you realize it? Um, He shifts to a little bit of quick defense of his own position and talking about the offense of the cross and then says, I wish people who would go this far telling you to take the knife would just take the knife all the way. Right. Um, And in the sermon, we focused in really on the phrase, the offense of the cross in verse 11 of how uh, Jewish believers in Jesus were removing the offense of the of the cross, softening the gospel. How are we tempted to do the same thing, but in our own culture? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, so jumping off from there, um, you spent, you know, some time in application part of your Mm -hmm. sermon yeah, asking those questions of what does it look like in your life? Where have you dulled um, the the gospel message in your own life? And you had mentioned, you know, I've thought about thought about this a lot in the last week or so, trying to reflect um, on what that means for you. And then I was just curious, would you be willing to answer that question? How have you seen the gospel dulled or blunted in your own life? Yeah, sure. Um, well, part of it, I guess my first half, the first half of my answer to the question would be those sort of three big areas that I shared even in the sermon, like that came out of personal reflection of, oh man, I hate it that the, 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 or I shouldn't say I hate it. It's offensive, naturally offensive that to me that the gospel says I'm not good enough on my own, right? I'm a firstborn. I'm definitely good enough on my own. Like that's my whole quest in life is to be good enough on my own. Um, it tells me that I don't belong to myself, that I have to submit myself to, to the one who purchased me, who bought me at a price. That's offensive, right? And that my life is supposed to be a life of an outpouring of self-sacrificial love, not a life of trying to get as comfortable as possible. That's 
offensive too. But to think, you know, thinking more particularly in just one area rather than those big areas, like we started talking about green zones and yellow and red zones and stuff like that. Like I'm, I've become a productivity nerd, geek, whatever. Like I love trying to figure out how to maximize time and efficiency and get the most done, right? All, all of that, because I want to do, I want to do what I feel like God has called me to do and I want to do it well. Sure. So, but often all of that, like good, um, that, that good impetus behind wanting to do work, the good work well, relegates the people part of the work to being a distraction or an interruption. And it's mm. like, okay, the, the gospel tells me, right? No, people are the point. So where I, it's easy for me to sort of circumvent that part of the gospel, people are the point by saying, no, 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 God's calling me to do things and tasks and stuff. And so I don't think we would normally think of productivity as an area where the gospel has something to say, but if you're trying to be more productive to accomplish some specific ends, well, what ends are you trying to accomplish? What goals are you trying to accomplish? And are those gospel shaped or not? Or am I using the sort of gospel of self fulfillment as the primary criteria for deciding what I'm going to spend my time doing and what I'm going to put in my green zone so I can, you know, do my best work when I'm at my best. Yeah. And maybe even the end isn't the problem, but it's how you get there, right? So if if it is the interruptions that are um, bothersome, then um, yeah, missing the, missing the point of like what your motivation of why you're doing it in the first place, right? Right. For sure. And there's definitely balance there. Like we've talked about it as pastors that, you know, when you get up on a Sunday morning, there's 500 people that you prepared this sermon for. But if you let all of your sermon prep time be interrupted by a string of individuals, like, how do you balance that? Because you need to spend time with people, but you also need to prepare for the, you know, to be with the 500 people. So right. it, it's, a, it's a struggle and it's easier to just go one way or the other mm -hmm. than it is to actually find, uh, find what God's calling you to do in the middle of those two extremes. Yep. Yeah. Um, thanks mm -hmm. for sharing. So yeah. I have one more question for you for Cut for Time. Um, you had mentioned that Paul's physical scars from persecution are mm -hmm. now the new markings of a life following Christ, right? No longer. Right. Surgery, yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. Physical wounds or scars. Um, and so what would that look like for us if we have not been physically persecuted and we don't have those same wounds? Um, what do our wounds look like or our scars look like? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. You know, um, in Galatians, Paul, and in other places too, he keeps coming back to the point. He's like, how do you know that this is true? What I'm talking about? Well, like, look at me, I've suffered for this. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's a, a good line of argumentation from like an apostle's perspective. Mm -hmm. I think we could take that and incorrectly apply it and be like, oh, I'm getting beaten up. Therefore I must be telling the truth. Well, it could just be that you're a jerk. Right. And that's why people are, are mad at you and, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so what Paul is doing in here, especially because he keeps talking about flesh, right? Flesh is at the, the core of the issue here, whether or not these uh, Gentile males are going to go through with circumcision, you know, showing that they are part of the physical, the fleshly family of Abraham. And Paul's saying, no, it's not the fleshly family. It's the spiritual family. It's, it's not about marking your flesh. It's about marking your spirit, if you want to put it that way. And, and then almost as an aside, well, he's done two things in pointing to his own wounds. One is saying like, hey, this is true because I've suffered for it. You can see that it's true. You can see that I'm serious about it. But the other is saying like, look, if you want to see what physical markings 
of a person following Jesus looks like. It's not circumcision. It's getting or being willing to suffer for the sake of the gospel. Now, for somebody who is going into brand new areas where um, preaching the gospel is creating such social and cultural and political and religious upheaval, you're not surprised to see there's going to be a physical price to pay for that. That's not likely to be the case for most of us. And in fact, most of the people Paul was writing to, he would say things like he says in Timothy, hey, if you want to do something really loving, stay home, be quiet, work with your hands, right? So we're not all expected to bear the markings of of persecution like that necessarily. We shouldn't shy away from it if it comes our way, but we also probably shouldn't go looking for it as if getting beaten up is proof that we're following God or something like that. Um, So I think what marks us, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say that we are, you know, what are our scars or what are our wounds that we receive for following Jesus, but what what marks us as followers of Jesus, he's going to get into in the next verses that we'll cover next week about walking in the spirit. That the, you know, if you're focused on the flesh and you're focused on justifying yourself according to the flesh, well, you're going to end up with the works of the flesh, which he goes into like list 15 things in, um, oh, it's chapter five, verses 20, 21, 19, 20, 21. Um, but if you are coming to Christ according to the spirit and you're living in the spirit, then you'll manifest the fruit of the spirit. And so I, I think to, to take his sort of defense there of, hey, here's what, you know, here's what a real physical marking of someone who follows Jesus looks like, it is to say, I, I'm not sure that applies to everyone or all of us evenly, but what does apply to all of us is someone who's living according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. We will all be marked in these ways, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm-hmm. So those are our, our marks, maybe not scars necessarily, but those are the yeah. marks of, of someone who's following Jesus. Okay. That should be across the board. That's across the board. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Regardless the of board. circumstance or situation or. Mm-hmm. And, and all nine, I mean, it's a package deal. They all, all nine grow together. Right. They're nine flavors of the same fruit there. Whereas, whereas the fruits or the, the, the works of the flesh are just a whole package of all these various things all tied together by their ability to destroy the fruit of the spirit all grows together. You can't specialize in one and say, well, I've got, you know, patience and i'm going to let other people deal with self-control or mm-hmm. gentleness because i'm 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 just going to specialize in patience you, you can't do that mm-hmm. yeah but anyway i'm preaching next week's sermon already so i gotta back off from that okay well you did mention that it's already going to be crunched for time next week yeah so. that's right this is a pre-cut for time yes and then i'm sure you'll have lots of great things to share with us nuggets if you well will. since we preached an in like an entire sermon series on just these few verses, 22, yeah. 23, 24, um, way back, what, two summers ago? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was our summer in quarantine. Yeah, that's right. Our pandemic. summer in quarantine. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just be able to say, there's a lot more I could say, but check the internet for more. Yeah. Yeah. That's back when we were doing those sermon discussion style. Oh, yeah. At the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for your time today. No, yeah, no problem. This is great. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If you wish to submit questions to our pastors following their sermon, you can email them to podcast at faithliveitout.org or text them into our Faith Church texting number, and we'll do our best to cover it in the week's episode. If this conversation blessed you in any way, we encourage you to share it with others. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week.